Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Warren shakes his head in disbelief when he thinks back to how he started gambling at the age of six. He shares his story. That's right. Yeah, it, it was really, uh, you know, a family, bit of a family get-together. We, my, my father was a social gambler. He certainly didn't have a gambling problem, but um, every Friday night it would be uh, customary for us to, to you know, play some games and we had a sneak the table, we'd, we'd spend a bit of time together and uh, with my brothers and um, we'd have a bet and, you know, he he would... He was literally a social gambler. He'd only spend a few dollars a week, but uh, for me, it became much more than that. And even at that very early age, I, um, I was obviously, you know, it became a problem. And uh, you know, where I was constantly um, thinking about gambling and thinking about where I'd get the money to gamble and being upset if it if I lost my money. And where did it lead you into into in your early teens? Yeah. By the age of 13, I was going to the races by myself, uh, putting bets on by myself. Um, by the the age of 15, I left school and went to work, and um, that was purely just to get a job, to get to get an income to allow me to gamble more. How did you feel when you were gambling at that, that age? Do you remember? Oh, it was just exciting, you know. Um, it really um, took over everything in my life. My... Uh, you know, I, I did play some sport, I did play some football as a, as a kid and I was okay at it. And my family, uh, I had older brothers that did very well in, in rugby league, but um, I was really, um, you know, content by the age of about 15 to give that all away as well because um, it was it was interfering with my gambling. You know, I'd have to go to training or I'd, I'd have to... Um, you know, spend time preparing when when I could be having a bet. So how did you respond when you lost? Uh, look, I, I, I guess you you know no one's ever happy when they lose, are they? But um, I suppose um, when I was very young, it was uh, you know I'd get quite angry. But um, as I got older, I guess you get more used to it, and and you just worry about where you're going to get the money to gamble next. So where did it lead you into your early twenties? Well. I went through a particularly difficult couple of years, I guess, where um, I actually got engaged to get married and that was falling apart and indeed fell apart. Um, I left a really good job uh, because of that, I guess. So, you know, I found someone with depression. I had a, had a fairly serious suicide attempt during that time and, um, you know, then my father died suddenly. So um, it was a very difficult time, which which really just um, led me to gamble more. You know, my gambling escalated because of all those things. So I was really trying to change how I was feeling. Wow. Tell us the story about that Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was um, that was a different relationship, but um, Valentine's Day, you know, was the the date of my last bet and that was in the year 2000 and um, I remember visiting my, my partner at that time and saying to her, look, I'm really sorry, I, I haven't got any money to buy you a Valentine's Day gift. Um, I've, 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 I'm going into rehab tomorrow and um, by the way, the police will probably be looking for me. Why? And, um, well, because um, I'd 
stole the money from where I was working to to gamble with. I, I, um, yeah, it is stealing. Any time you take money that's not yours, it's stealing. But in in the mind of uh, a gambler, it's often justified. And um, you know, I could convince myself that I was just borrowing, and I, I didn't intend to keep it. If I, I was happy to put it back if I had it. But um, as soon as you take something that's not yours, of course, it's stealing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and eventually that time comes where you, you get that tap on the shoulder. And did you get that tap from the police? Yeah, I did. Um, and it's, it's you know, again, it was sort of another rock bottom in my life where, um, um, you know, I, I, I contemplated suicide um, or, um, you know, there was really only two alternatives, either, either commit suicide or, or get some help. And finally... Um, I'd, um, I knew about Munya, Salvation Army, with bridge programs conducted in Brisbane. I just turned up off the street and spoke to an officer called uh, Major Bryce Davies. He was a captain then, but you know, from, from memory, it took me a while to even be able to speak to Major Bryce. Uh, but he was he was very kind and understanding and. Um, you know, I knew talking to him that I was in the right place. So I knew that um, there was help available uh, if, if I was really feeling about getting help, and I was. Yeah. And so what happened? Well, I entered the Salvation Army Bridge Program, and, um, you know, as I uh, went through the program, went through different stages of the program, I realised I realized to myself that there were certain changes taking place in me, and... Um, I actually got to a point where I, I realised that um, you know I wasn't trapped by my addiction anymore. That my my um, you know I, I actually felt good about myself, um, and I, I realised that that I just didn't have to keep doing the things that I was doing. So you say you felt good about yourself. Were you gambling? Do you think because you didn't feel good about yourself? I believe that um, that I mean, there's many reasons you know why people get into addiction. I guess, but um, Certainly, um, you know, it didn't really matter why I gambled, but yeah. you know, I could gamble, you know, to celebrate something, to celebrate good fortune. I could gamble because things were really down, but mostly, um, you know, I would gamble, you know, I think I really got into a depression because of my gambling and, and the low feelings um, associated with that. I was happy to have a bet just to try and change how I was feeling. Right. How did you then actually change? What gave you the strength to do that? Well, um, I guess I've always believed in God. Um, I, I was raised as a Catholic, so I had an understanding of, of God. Um, I, I think I'd, uh, by the time I'd come here, I really believed that God couldn't possibly forgive me, that that um, I'd done that many bad things in my life, that it was a waste of time even talking to him about it. But uh, again, that was one of the things I learnt while I was at Mania, that God would forgive me as long as I asked him and as long as I um, tried to live my life the way that I know he would want me to live it. Yeah. And just quickly, the last question I had was, were you married at any stage during the gambling problem? I'm married now, and I'm married to the girl that I spoke those words to. Really? On the Valentine's Day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I walked out the gate that night thinking that's the last time I'll probably see her, but um, we've managed to, to keep it together and... Um, yeah, just, we've been married for uh, since 2005. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a complete turnaround. 
That is such an exciting ending to this story um, and such an encouraging ending, Warren. Thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you. That's Warren's story. If you need help with an addiction, then don't let it consume you and destroy you. Take control, and the Salvos will help you to do that as well. Call 13 Salvos. Light and life from the Salvos.